If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Welcome back to Mind Pump with the three sexiest guys in this room. <laughs> this is Adam Schaefer. I'm oh, with sorry, Sal, Doug. Sal the Seven. <laughs> Wait, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know I, Doug was uh, uh, Because you guys told me once we, I lost weight, we, I, was, <laughs> I was on the team. <laughs> this is Adam Schaefer. I'm here with Sal Stefano and Yo. Justin Andrews. Yeah, baby. We're coming at you guys. This is our Q&A. Q&A, Q&A, time to answer some questions with some answers. Did we do all stupid ones? That's usually how it works, right? That's how it works usually? Did we do all kinds of different ones or what? What do we stick with here? Yeah, well, we got a bunch of questions up on the board. lightning round, answering it like like super fast. Let's yeah, yes, just no, like, no, you know, yes, yeah. you know me fun, but you know what? You, yes, I, no. It, it, what's unfortunate is Absolutely. people don't have enough. If people had thick enough skin, we could do. We could have a little fun with Q and A. We could say we could always like vote for like the stupidest question asked. Like we, uh, <laughs> every week we nah, give like no nah, people. Oh, people so so somebody hella sensitive. Like yeah. oh god, can't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bad idea. We'll, we'll silently do it and we'll just release yeah. it on the forum. <laughs> Nobody will know. <laughs> oh, if you're on the forum, you'll need to know. Step up your question game. All right, first first question. And this is actually from the Mind Pump Forum. So this is not on Instagram. We have a private... Oh, speaking of the forum. Yeah, we have a private forum that um, only select group of people can be on. Right, we um, can see naked pictures yeah. of Justin. Of, of Justin uh, <sighs> in all his glory. It's getting there, right? Yeah, Bro, you, I don't, you guys I, don't even know. Why don't you have hair down there? That's weird. It's all... Uh, you know, I take care of myself. It's all waxed. He's been manscaping ever since the f- second episode. I, I'm getting ready for that that tanning thing you guys promised. <laughs> you don't need to tan that. Oh, okay. Don't I thought it. it was everything. No, oh. uh, no. The, the Mind Pump Forum. It's a, it, only select people can go on there right now. It's people who enroll in our program. Um, the first question is from actually a personal friend of mine. This is from Mr. Longyear, John I thought, Longyear. I thought we were only friends. No, uh, no, actually, I don't like you guys that much. So, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long year. John wants to know um, what what are essential, what's essential equipment for a home gym? Ugh. Like, if you had a home gym, yes. what would be like the essential well, things? Okay, essential We're talking like garage. We're, we're trying to save some money here, right? In your living room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we're not building the badass gym we want to yeah, build. Yeah, I'm like, right? oh, you're no. at John. You're asking. You're asking three know. fanatics. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? right. essential. Well, you need That's to have kind of a loaded question. Yeah. You need yeah. to have a powerlifting platform, uh, rubber plates. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely dumbbells. You definitely should have dumbbells, right? Yeah, if you have if you have uh, five pounds all the way up to uh, probably seventy five pounds to one hundred pounds, I think you could you could probably get away with that. You, you the average person could probably do with up to fifty five. I'm thinking, dude. Yeah, I mean, all, all those things are kind of staples. I'm thinking like you know how they have those racks, like Rogue makes these racks. Like sometimes they even like they just have like a million attachments for them now. Yeah. All you need is like a really well built rack yeah. that yeah. that you can have a platform in front of. You can do squats, you can do bench, you can do all the yeah, main staple lifts. Just yeah. have a cage. That's it. Yeah, if you have a cage, a barbell, dumbbells, yeah. and an adjustable Get that bench, in your you're in done. your garage, you're yeah. done, man. You got everything. That right? is that yeah. is pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you can pull. No, it's, I I don't think I, uh, if I was going if I had a budget and I was like okay, what are the cheapest the probably three staple things? I'd, I'd get a cage, you know, so a squat rack basically, mm-hmm. you know, because then I, you can bench out of it, you can shoulder press out of it, you can pull up. From the, the yeah. platform, or yeah. even if you didn't have a platform. 
platform. Who cares? Yeah, no, exactly. You yeah. don't even need a platform. That would just be making it prettier, right? And more money. So, yeah. you, and you have a straight bar, you know, so you can do all that stuff. So your straight bar obviously is going with your squat rack. Yep. And then uh, if, dumbbells. A, 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 you have a dumbbell rack. A dumbbell rack, and then a, a, an adjustable that. bench, a adjust, yeah. adjustable bench that you can roll around and move. You can move it and hang your suspension trainers from it. You know, you do all kinds of stuff. Well, look, it. check this out. For the last twelve years, that's exactly all I had. Um, in, in my personal training studio, we have a, we have a, a cage, barbell, dumbbells, and I had I have a cable machine. It's a it's a DaVinci, which is similar to your all oh, right free motion. Yeah, it's awesome. like a free motion with the yeah. cables. But I barely ever used that. Honestly, all I ever used was the, the well, that ca- would the be cage and the dumbbell. That would be awesome too. I mean, you could do. I mean, a free motion would eliminate a lot of other other tools you would need. But you're also talking about a ten thousand dollar machine. Yeah, you don't need that. You but I, and like I said, that's all I used. Literally, ladies and gentlemen, you can look at my Instagram. You can see what I look like. That's all I used for twelve years. I didn't use anything else. Yeah, you look pretty. You look above average for sure. Definitely above. above yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Such a dick today. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that those are. The bigger, I agree. The bigger that he gets, the dickier he gets. I is. know, right? Uh, <laughs> so I, I definitely think those would be it. Uh, you Still can waiting be, for the cock joke. Uh, <laughs> bro, we're just getting warmed up, dude. Oh, right now. Right, right. You threw it. Now he's the guy that He is. It. He beats me to it all the time now, bro. I got to like hurry up and get my cock out here before this guy. <laughs> he's always got to get whoa, out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Keep it in your pants, buddy. All right. Next so, question. Next question. This next question is from FitChris86. Uh, this is from Instagram. His question is, what is gluten, and why does it seem like now uh, gluten intolerance is everywhere? It's a mysterious object. Jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. I'm going gluten-free, because no. I think it makes think me feel better. I think invented it, right? Hippies? Hippies invented it. No. Invented See, it. both of you guys are dicks. I, just, because you, just, because you have an intoler- Bro, just because you have an intolerance, that's why you say that. But let's be honest. You're one in what? How many? What's, what's the numbers? Do you have the numbers? Uh, if you're thinking celiac, now celiac is completely different. We're well, not. Yes, there's celiac, which is. Which is re- you'll know. Your doctor will tell you, and you'll know. You'll eat gluten and get violently ill. Yeah, right? yeah. And really. there's varying degrees of gluten intolerance. Um, is it a real thing? Well, look, uh, the market is showing a huge surge in gluten-free foods, and part of that is, I think, hype. But the other part of it is people are really having issues, and it's, it's, just, it's not just in, in the U.S. It's happening in other countries as well, mm. um, where people now are noticing things like skin issues, um, digestion issues, um, issues with um, you know weight and not fat gain, but more like water gain. They'll, they'll notice that they're be more, they're holding more water. Um, thing in terms of how people feel, um, gluten is it basically it's a it's a protein that's mm-hmm. found in um, it's a structural protein, right? For yeah, and it's found in things in wheat. Wheat, wheat mm-hmm. is is the most common thing. So anything with flour will so, have gluten in it. So let's t- let's talk about that for a second, though. So okay. do, how much do we know that this a lot of these intolerances are being caused from the actual gluten itself, or it could it be something from wheat in itself? I mean. How much wheat is genetically modified, and that what are we doing with? I mean, this, this or is, is a great it related question. more towards sugar. Well, you, well there you go. You the, know, as the, it processes, there you, go. you know, as it breaks down. Well, so there's both two, two, both very good questions because if gluten intolerance, any type of a food intolerance or a food allergy, which is more of an extreme intolerance, um, those are all autoimmune issues. Those are all your own immune system attacking um, this particular type of food, and that's what causes or. or this nutrient or whatever that's in food that's causing these issues. And as a whole, in modern societies, especially in the U.S. Um, and in, in Europe, um, autoimmune diseases have been on the rise now mm-hmm. for, for decades, and it's a fast rise. It's not um, genetic. The, you, you can't, um, when you look at the, how quickly these things are starting to happen, there's definitely something else that's contributing to it. And there's a few theories. 
Um, one theory is that the uh, the genetically modified foods, um, which carry high what are called glyphosate loads, and we've talked about this in the past, which yep. glyphosates are these herbicides that they spray all over um, uh, all over GMO foods and kill weeds. They're finding that glyphosates um, affect gut bacteria, and we know that now gut bacteria or altered gut bacteria is tied to autoimmune diseases, mm. and so they're seeing that um, on a large scale. Um, the other one is uh, antibiotic use or antibiotic use in um, in food. Um, that could potentially be the cause. Um, it could be the actual GMOs themselves. But you know, I, I tend to lead uh, lean towards more uh, more towards the glyphosate theory. And here's something else I just learned recently. Um, wheat right now on a large scale is not modified. Wheat uh, there is no GMO wheat right now that's available on a big scale in the market. However. Um, I just learned this recently. Farmers are using a technique, and I can't remember the term. There's, a, there's actually a term that they use um, where they, towards the end of the wheat cycle, they blast all their wheat with glyphosates. And this makes this makes the wheat uh, dry faster and, I guess, ripen faster. I don't know what the term is that they use, but it gets them to uh, be able to utilize the wheat faster to, to make to it into a product. It. Mm-hmm. Yes. So well, they're, just, they're just hammering. And it's not, it's not a, a highly... Um, uh, uh, GMO products, so like like corn. Yeah, so it's not like that. Huh? No, it's not GMO. It's just they spray it on the wheat and it makes yeah. it a, a ready faster for production. Okay. And so if you're not eating, um, uh, you know, organic wheat, then you're probably gonna have some glyphosates in there. Hmm. Here's this is an, by the way, this is anecdote. Now, this is not science or anything, but I know of several people, myself included, where. You know, if I eat gluten here in the U.S., um, it bothers me. Uh, I'll, I'll notice. Uh, first thing I'll notice is gastro issues. You know, like bloating and you know stuff like that. When I went to Italy this last summer, that's where my family's from. So I went to Italy and I basically said, "Screw it, I'm just going to eat whatever." And I ate lots of pasta, lots of bread. I didn't have nearly as many symptoms. And I'm not the only one. I went online and I did a little search on the forums, and lots of people said the same thing that they could eat mm-hmm. um, wheat in other countries and not have an issue. Um, and G- uh, glyphosates are not used nearly as much in those countries, and they're forced to label GMO foods, and that's probably why. So, hmm. well, here, here's what I would would challenge somebody: is this? Uh, I, I would challenge someone if you think that you you have a gluten intolerance is well, to you got to roll your eyes, bro. <laughs> this this is why because I, I'm not completely sold. I I lean more towards that uh, more people have uh, it's more hype than it is actually something going on. And not to say that there isn't because I've had clients that actually have celiac, so they have that mm-hmm. that that issue, and that's they're like you said but they're ext- more like hypochondriac about it. Yeah, and and this is and here's and 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 then you could I believe too that people can even uh, have symptoms similar to what Sal's talking about right now. But how I would challenge you is this. Put yourself in a caloric deficit for a week, two weeks straight mm-hmm. and introduce gluten in there while you're in a deficit and see how your body responds while eating in a deficit versus consuming in a surplus and adding gluten inside your inside your diet and see the difference on how you feel. And that goes back to kind of what Justin and I said. Like, mm-hmm. I would think a lot of that feeling, that that bloated feeling, that gassy feeling, all that stuff is eating in a surplus. Yeah. So if you go stuff yourself with a large pizza that's full of gluten and shit after you've already consumed your twenty five hundred calorie, you know, maintenance level for the day, and you go smash another thousand calories, and a, and a bunch of it came from gluten. 
yeah, you probably are going to feel pretty shitty later on in the evening. It's not because you're allergic. It's because you overconsume. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people like that. But then, look, I mean, just speaking from personal experience, I, I know what I eat. I eat very healthy. Well, yeah. You're, well, and, and two, I, like, I mean, like, this is where that whole elimination diet, you know, if mm-hmm. you, it, I always sort of recommend if people have, if they feel like they have an intolerance like that, mm-hmm. you know, why don't you experiment and figure that out? Like, so for me, and this was something I was going to share, which I'll probably share on the, uh, on the other episode of my progress, but, you know, eliminating certain things have changed the chemistry, uh, internally for me. And so that's something that, uh, was really, you know, eye opening, but it was kind of an obvious thing, but at the same time, not not doing that long enough, I didn't feel the effects of it. So it's just important to uh, to to kind of go through each each potential contributor and, and and test it accordingly, and then you can really know for sure like my body's reacting to this. Yeah. Well, I, I I will say here, I'll predict here right now that this is it's, it is emerging science. So there's studies that say gluten intolerance doesn't exist. There's some that say that it does exist. I will say here, and I'll, I'll predict right now that this in the future we will identify that and it might not be the gluten, but there's definitely something that's going on, um, and I, I think it has to do more with uh, something called inflammatory bowel disease or um, or what, what, pe- what they also call um, or what's related to that uh, leaky gut syndrome, which right now um, the medical community completely says does not exist. Um, but there is some science coming out saying that leaky gut in, uh, syndrome does exist, and this is where you have an inflamed gut and um, you know, things that you eat can permeate the, the, the cell wall of your gut, get into your bloodstream, and then create these intolerances as a result. Oh. So, um, Which sounds like you would need to be pretty stuffed for that to happen too, right? What do you mean? Well, you said uh, you're, you're permeated and you're going to push out to your cell wall. It sounds like you'd have to be pretty... It's from inflammation. Oh, okay. It's not so from it, yeah eating too much. It's just from inflammation because when things get inflamed, um, then they, they don't... The, the cell integrity isn't, uh, oh, okay. isn't, isn't good. Yeah, so... Um, but you know, we'll see, we'll see we'll m- moving forward. We'll see if it turns into, um, if it's mostly hype. Um, but I, I don't think so. I think with all the science mm-hmm. that's coming out right now with glyphosates and, uh, gut bacteria and autoimmune, uh, autoimmune diseases, well, it all I think stems from, from some kind of a, you know, truth there. But, yeah, I be- believe. Best way to test though, is just like I said, put yourself in a clean, very clean, like Sal. That's the reason why Sal can attest to this and say that he is because he does run a very clean, balanced diet. He does track everything that he's consuming. So we, all of us are like this. So if you, if I introduce something or take something away from my diet, um, I'm, I, it, you know, yeah, yeah, I know what it's doing to my body or whatever, which, uh, for example, my example of that is I can tell that my, how my, my body responds really weird to artificial sweeteners. And I have a habit of wanting that in my coffee. I have I diet Coke is one of my favorite things to like, What does it do to you? I get this really bloated. I get bloated from it. So I get mm-hmm. I retain a ton of water and I'm I'm majorly bloated and I look soft. The minute I'm I, I get it out of my diet for like three, four days straight and it's kind of flushed out of my system, like I instantly look like I get leaner, significantly mm-hmm. leaner already. Well that's a, see, that's another great subject because artificial sweeteners have been studied for decades, and they'll and they'll say overwhelmingly that it's safe. It doesn't have any bad effects. Yeah. However, just like with gluten intolerance, just like with glyphosates and gut, they don't know what they didn't test for things that they didn't know to test for. Right. So now they're knowing. Now they're starting to test for for how it affects gut bacteria, and they're showing that there's changes. Same thing with artificial sweeteners; it changes gut flora. They didn't know to test that for that before. So, of course, all the studies coming out are going to show, yeah. yeah, it's not toxic. If I eat gluten or if I take an artificial sweetener right now, I'm not going to kill me. I'm not going to poison me. Mm-hmm. But there's changes that are happening that you need to know to test for. And if you don't know what to test for, then they're not going to show up. So put yourself on a very clean diet. Put yourself in a deficit 
So your body is in that and then, you know, put introduce gluten or take it in or out of your diet and see how you feel. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. see what happens. Experiment. I mean, that, that would be my best example or best uh, advice to you. Great point. All right. Uh, All right. Next question. This okay. is from Primal for Life uh, with the number four in the middle there. For life. Um, how do you work with someone who's got Lyme disease or major joint and muscle aches? Um, so let's start with Lyme disease first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, you're... It, when I've trained lots of people who have Lyme disease, and exercise is fantastic for anybody who has Lyme disease, but it has to be appropriate. Hmm. It has to be Very proper. low intensity? Or? Low, you got to be low intensity because you push the body too hard and you trigger... It's going to react. Yeah. You, yeah, you trigger this really bad inflammatory reaction um, uh, where they get lots of pain, um, uh, huge inflammation in the joints, um, they get super fatigued. Yeah. So you have to move them up in a very, very slow, um, in a very, very slow way. Rate. Yeah, and weight. Uh-huh. Like, okay, we added five pounds today. Let's keep this added five pounds for the next two weeks and see how you feel. Oh, wow. Before we move you up another five pounds. Uh-huh. So it's a very, very slow progression. Hmm. Um, uh, as far as you know, joint aches. Um, I don't know. What do you guys do with people? That, what about regular joint aches? Like my knees hurt. Well, yeah, think, yeah. regular joint aches. Um, well, we're usually addressing and, muscle imbalance. Yes, exactly. Unless, unless you unless you have arthritis and you and it's something that you have chronic pain like that. Yeah, then, or you have chronic inflammation from you know your dietary habits or something like that. Yeah, that you can address like that'll help with you know chronic you know arthritis and stuff like that. But more more often than not, it's it's like what Justin was alluding to, which is the muscle imbalance. You've got a muscle that's you know that's super tight it's pulling on your joints and it's and it's causing that achy feeling from it so you know learning learning where and just by someone telling me like oh it's my elbow hurts here or my shoulder or my back like i mean i was just talking to someone earlier today about that and you know telling her like more than likely it's probably these muscles these muscles and these muscles that need to be worked out you need to stretch them out you need to foam roll you need to get that and that's going to open that up and then you should automatically right away after you do it you should feel some more mobility and that that pain should be it may not go away right away because it's so bad yeah. but it should alleviate a little bit of the pain because, and that's always a good signal and, and then you're providing whoa <coughs> <laughs> that was a little loud and you're providing you know more circulation, and so now you're. Yeah. That was the next point I was going to make. Okay. Is yeah, the probably the biggest uh, uh, factor is, especially with people like with arthritis and, and joint pains like that, is they think that oh my god, if it's a really bad day, that this is the day I take my painkillers and I stay home and I and I you know because I'm in so much pain. And in fact, that's the complete opposite. Like you want to make you want to keep that blood flowing. The best thing you could possibly do is circulate blood through there and get that blood going, than to sit still and stationary and not be moving. So. You know, uh, yeah, because I mean, you get that point where they feel like they they're locking up and they're freezing up. Yeah, you know, and that's something that you want to avoid by you know doing really low, moderate type of movements and and at least keep it on that level so you get circulating you know properly. Well, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had a client come in and say uh, I can't squat, you know, or I can't uh, do lunges. My knees are too bad. Yeah, and you know, five months later we're doing squats and, and lunges and they feel fantastic. Yeah, um, just like Justin said, identify muscle imbalances and then step two once you've done that is to train within the range of motion um, that you can train within. And what you'll find over time is that range of motion will increase. So if I've corrected imbalances and we're doing squats and the person can only go down to, let's say they can stop at 20 degrees above parallel, and uh, that's the edge for them. Any, mm-hmm. Anything below that, their knees start to hurt. Then that's where I'm going to train them, and we're going to slowly move it down, slowly progress it, progress down. it yeah. down to that right. full range of motion. And then, Good boom, point. next thing you know, you've got a full range of motion mm-hmm. in that joint. Very rarely... Um, have I encountered issues with joints where we're, you know, we're stuck or we can't at least improve upon it. I've had yeah. bad situations with clients 
And at the very least, we've just gotten them a lot better. Maybe not you know perfect, but a lot better than they were. Well, it's good too then to apply tools where you can you can actually have some kind of measurement as far as your range goes. Right. right? So you can so you can uh, bring that up, and, and, and you can actually see progress. Because I know a lot of times it gets frustrating when you're in that battle all the time where you're you're fighting these aches and pains but if you see if you see like you said you really gradually get to that threshold you you let off you come back you you address the same issue you back off you know you just keep at it keep at it keep at it it's going to increase so mm-hmm. it just takes time well i think the most important to point out is what we all said which is that it, nine times out of ten it's it's muscle related and i think yeah. that's how how often have we heard someone sal just said oh i can't do this i can't do that my back my neck all these reasons that i have a bad this have a bad that and it's like no, it's not necessarily you have bad knees or a bad back. It's because you've got all these imbalances you've had right. for fucking 30 years that you've yeah. never addressed. And the, the more time that goes by it, you don't address an imbalance, the worse it gets. You know, so, Your body is adapted to those habits you've done every single day. Absolutely. Well, I think that stems, you know what it all stems from? In the past, when people had uh, aches and pains, it was from overwork. You know, you go back 100 years and someone has a bad back or bad knees or bad elbow, it's because they did a shitload of... You know, manual labor a hundred years ago. Ain't nobody, ain't oh, nobody chucking four hundred. They did so much. <laughs> Fucking nobody, nobody's doing that right yeah. now. Yeah, and so people <laughs> worked so much harder back then. Yeah, and the, and the advice back then was was right. You know, oh, your back hurts, rest. Well, yeah, you should rest because for twelve hours a day, you're throwing cement over a wall or whatever. Right. You know that made sense. Well, today, nowadays. Most people's pain Being comes a from desk jockey comes from yeah. inactivity, right? Yeah, so resting, rest. resting is the worst thing you could possibly. So I can't remember where I read this. I wish I could remember the article so I could actually quote it. But I, I read an article that talked about that women in the 1800s, on average, used to burn 4,500 calories Jeez. a day. <laughs> That's awesome. The average American female now gains weight on 1,500 calories. Yeah, isn't Ugh. that insane to think that 4,500 calories the average woman was burning back in the 1800s, and now you're talking about the average woman puts weight yeah. on when she consumes more than 1,500. Doing some rigorous activity. Do, do, do you know what would happen if we had a time machine and we went back in time 200 years and we told people, hey, in the future, you're yeah. going to pay money to go to a place and lift I heavy know. objects and run in place. <laughs> I will slap your to burn. face off. They would, li- they would kill you yeah. because they'd say you're crazy. Why would anybody pay to but lift heavy no, things? No, no, no. You have to grow your own food. Yeah. You got to cook it yourself. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah let me get this right. Well, you're you're going to get off work and then you're going to pay to work some more? Work. This doesn't make sense. No, no, they, they, would, they would kill you right on the spot yeah. so all right um i think we have time for uh one for more. one more question um this is from well this one might be a little controversial but we'll go, we'll, we'll we'll go for it anyway that's our middle name right uh-huh. <laughs> um this is from brandon underscore uh Mulhall. um their question is about steroids in the physique world um is everybody on steroids in the physique world who's on them and how many people are on them <laughs> i know everybody's on them right yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know so it's like the first thing that everybody it, thinks. It, it, that's, it, that's impossible to know if everyone's on them but it, adam adam's in the world you should yeah it, you know it's i get asked this a lot and um you know a couple things i'll tell you For, well first of all uh it's if you're in the mpc or ifbb it's completely within the rules so uh, chances are a good majority of guys. And do. you mean by that the process don't test, of elimination? Yeah, it's not it's not tested, you know. Right. So and in in if you're in the bodybuilding world or men's physique world or any competitive world whatsoever, and it's not tested and it's competitive, uh, yeah, a majority of people are probably going to use synthetics to get the competitive edge. Now that being said, in men's physique, it's it's not always in your best interest to run a bunch of synthetics because. You don't you they don't want a very big looking dude. 
They, I mean, uh, I I got docked points my my second show. I didn't pl- I, uh, I didn't place top five. I got sixth place because I was told I was too big. So, um, and that was the first show I tried to come in really full. Uh, most of my shows I come in very flat because I get told that I'm I'm too big. So, uh, which to which is weird because I spent my whole life trying to get bigger, thinking mm-hmm. I'm not big enough. <laughs> but. Uh, and you know, uh, anabolics, you know, if you're, if you're running a bunch of anabolics, you most certainly can get to it. But as far as uh, other types of gears and things that are, that people are utilizing, I mean, yeah, there, I'm sure there's a, a lot of, of men's physique athletes. I'm sure there's a lot of, especially at the professional level. I mean, it's a, it's a pro sport. Like we've talked about before. It's, uh, I think yeah, in, all sports, it's all kind of like a sports, right? question to me. Well, know. you know, I mean, people don't, people don't, they, cause they, you know, I guess the, the physique men's physique puts on that facade and okay. Now, and here's where I say, it's Exactly I don't. It. I don't really. Uh, I don't spend too much time worrying about it because there's been guys who I would have sworn are taking juice, and I happen to know them very, very well, and they're completely all natural. And then there's guys who I thought were all natural, and they're on tons of juice. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it doesn't. Uh, it does just because someone looks like it or someone you think doesn't like it. It doesn't really matter. I mean, and at the men's physique level. Uh, you know, there isn't a real advantage to taking a lot. So, you know, yeah, is there guys probably, yeah, probably a lot do because they can, and it's a professional sport. Uh, you're kind of silly if you don't. I mean, if you're trying, if you're doing it to win and you're trying to be the best at it, uh, yeah, you, you know, more than likely they are. And I know a lot of, my thing is I know a lot of guys out there, uh, you know, try and build this whole claim to fame of all 100% natural, lifetime natural, and they look crazy. It's like, you know, don't get caught up in shit like that. It, that shouldn't even matter or detour how you train your body just because he is or isn't on juice because there is a lot of men's physique. The men's physique look um, can can be, uh, a guy can build that all natural. Now, will it take somebody pretty genetically gifted to look like that? Yeah, I mean... That's with any sport. Is there is there NFL players that don't take juice? Absolutely. There's some people that are genetically gifted that can run a, a four four and you know jump through the building and do great <laughs> you know feats all natural. But then there's some guys that it takes you know 500 milligrams of testosterone and some D ball in order to do that shit. You know so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not worth your time to even try and, and figure that out or justify how you would train yourself. Well, so va- I, don't, I don't worry about it really too much. You know? The vast majority of people who work out uh, to look better do not want to compete, right? Yeah. The vast majority of people or dudes will just say, and by the way, you know, we're talking about the men. Women use them too. Don't don't kid yourself. Oh yeah, no. Absolutely. Women in these in, in you know figure and in, oh of course, shit, the even, body, bi- even bikini, and bikini yeah, they no. use stuff too. So, but you know, for the average person who wants to really look fit and muscular, you can get really far naturally. I mean, I get I I had a guy come up to me today. I was working out today, and someone came up to me and asked me what I was on, and I'm natural. I don't I don't take anything. Yeah. Mm. Um, so. You can go pretty far if you don't want to compete. You're not a pro. Do you, you know why? Why? Why take anything? You can look pretty. Impre- you can look pretty. Damn I am impressive. I, today, all natural. Literally today, I had this guy right, and this is uh, actually someone who's uh, picking our program up right now. And this is we talked. Um, I'm having sushi. So if you're if you're listening, bro, this is a little shout out to you right now. And he asked me. I won't roll him on the bus. And use his name, but uh, <laughs> he asked me today. And and when people meet me in person and we talk and like you uh, you ask me a very serious question like that, like my opinion on on anabolics and this and that, and my thoughts and this. And so he was coming out. He's asking me a straight up a question about that. He said, "Yeah, you know, I know. I'm, my buddy told me I should just take this trend. What is that? What well, he didn't even know what it was. And mm-hmm. he's being told that he should just take this trend. And I'm like, 
you know, is your diet dialed in? You worried, I mean, no, no, Adam, you know, I'm 30 years old and I've never really worked out. And I'm like, dude, listen, your body's going to change so rapidly and fast just by you touching some weights and actually eating correctly. Yep. You don't even need some shit like that. And I said, you know what? Do that for a couple of years and see how much your body changes. And then if all of a sudden you think you want to get in the competitive world and you want to make this a lifestyle, like a, a living off of it and you want to get crazy and get in, get in and be competitive about, then we can talk about things like that that you could take to take you to the next level faster. But to be honest, like you'd be blown away at what your body could do. And to be honest, if you don't, dial in the nutrition you don't figure out how to train correctly and you take a bunch of shit like that any sort of gains you get are going to go right away and they, and they look horrible anyway you guys you guys ever see those guys in the gym that you yeah. that don't know how to work out they eat shitty and they just take a bunch of uh, steroids and they blow up and then it's like whoa they look like a heart they attack walking weird. around yeah red yeah. face big puffy they look like shit uh, so you know waste waste of time waste of, yeah, you're breaking the law for no reason yeah. If you're gonna break the law, at least do it for a good reason. Yeah. No, I feel I feel the same way too. So yeah, you know, to answer your question, men's physique, uh, do we think that it, it, anabolics have penetrated? Fuck yeah, it's penetrated. It yeah. has, is it's it a majority sport? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's a pro, it's especially at the professional level. At the amateur level, maybe not so much. The national level, a little bit more. Professional level, yeah, dude. I mean, it's a, a professional sport, but. Uh, I don't know. It's that. penetrated everything. Once once <laughs> figure out, once somebody figured out, like you know, okay, this is a performance enhancement for you know whatever physicality, whether it's acting, you yeah. know, and I, I you know, I got to be Captain America in mm, three months. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, we please, could totally, dude. Yeah, we could totally get into that shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be don't be full when you look at People Magazine and you see like you know, Just don't actors be naive. Forty eight years yeah. old that look. Like don't be naive. <laughs> it's. It's everywhere, man. It's yeah. just you know, it's a matter of like personal preference and, and your 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 and value I, system or whatever yeah, you know it is that you're trying to um, to do and like accomplish. And we're not knocking. Look, if you want to do stuff like that, we're not knocking. No, you. absolutely. I told no. I told the guy, yeah. hey, dude, if you want to run them, you can run them. But I, this is my body. opinion yeah, right now. You know, your, like it's free. Dude, I would most certainly do all this country. other stuff first. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I would be. Like, I would do all the shit that's free. Isn't gonna mess with my hormonal levels. I'm gonna do anything like this. I would do all the other options. And exhaust that before I, I took it to the next level right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, this I think that's the best way to respond to someone. If you're an inspiring men's uh, athlete and you're on your journey and you're an amateur right now, there is a ton of stuff you can do way before you get into that. Figure world. out how to be disciplined first. Yeah, basically, exactly. Is the, yeah. the bottom line. Yeah, take your take yourself uh, take yourself all naturally to as far as your body can go before you make a decision like mm-hmm. that that you want to do that. And I guarantee that. Uh, you'll you'll do much better with or without it. You know, if you mm-hmm. decide to do it, you'll be a lot happier that you did it. You waited till you do it. Then, if you decide you're never going to do it, you'll be happy because you'll realize that oh shit, I can yeah. actually mm-hmm. totally change my physique all naturally. Naturally, I, yeah. yeah, you won't hey, need it. Hey Doug, what are we doing for time here? We have uh, about thirty three. Thirty three. This next question is a quick. This one. This will take two seconds to answer. This is from Have You Met Dot Brian. His question is: We can, haven't met Brian. By no, way. we haven't. No. Uh, this is a, this is an easy one. We can answer this in two seconds. Uh, his question is: Can you make gains on the juicing lifestyle? No, no. <laughs> Diarrhea. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>